0: quiet fire eighty eight point five two triple r you can find out more on my instagram at quiet fire radio welcome back to quiet fire the show where we celebrate female vocalists both classic and modern both australian and international i've got bianca here from turtle blues all the way from los angeles california how are you
1: i'm doing fantastic thank you how are you doing
0: I'm so good. I'm so good. Now, um, you guys, I think, are sort of finally coming out of lockdown. Of course, California, with one of the more intense lockdowns in the world, we here in Sydney gone back into lockdown after what seemed like a fairly light pandemic. Have you got any advice for us going ahead?
1: Just, you know, find yourself a good hobby and hang in there. (laughs) You'll definitely save more money staying in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong there. Now, speaking of hobbies, of course, Turtle Blues released your debut EP last year, Find Me Again, which was absolutely beautiful. But the reason that I picked up and um, shot you a message was sort of a standalone single "Moon Drip," that's only been around for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Congratulations on that. How's the response been for that so far?
1: Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's a limited release on Bandcamp right now, so if you want to go out and listen to it it's there it's going to be part of a bigger project so i'm not too worried about pushing it too much right now just kind of a sneak peek but i've gotten a lot of nice responses to it i got my favorite is that it's just the perfect song to cry to and that's all i aspire to create as an artist honestly
0: (laughs) i think that's a that's a great summation of the song now it seemed to me that in the in the collateral released with the song, that you had sort of approached the writing of this slightly differently to your previous material. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about how you approach writing this song?
1: So I have a friend who likes to, or last summer, you know, in the, the peak of the, the quarantine, he used to like to challenge himself to write beats in five minutes. So he would make a whole video on how he would get his looper and all his instruments and just come out with his, the essence of his talent in five minutes. And I thought that was super cool. I said, can I do something like that? What will happen if I try to make something in five minutes? So I got my garage band out, no microphone, no interface, cause I didn't have any of that at the time. And I just kind of found a drum beat I liked. And I was listening to lo-fi a lot at the time, so I wanted it to be like, oh, this is kind of chill, something people could listen to in the background. And I just kind of started going, it definitely took longer than five minutes, but I ended up with like a minute track um, with just my acoustic guitar, my electric and my vocals. So it, it just kind of all started growing on its own after sitting on it for a while. and. Um, yeah, so I just kind of, the lyrics were kind of a throwaway because, you know, the chorus is like, you'll never see me cry. I'll never let you that far in. And if you know me, I'm like the biggest crybaby, so you've probably seen me cry. <laughs> so I, I kind of approached it with this like alter ego of like, okay, I'm going to write a chill song about like, uh, I'm tough, you know. <laughs> Whereas my other songs are like, hey, I'm sad. I'm going to write this down. <laughs>
0: That's very cool. I mean, because I, when you think about the sort of, you know, guitar driven, quickly written songs, you think of punk rock, you think of writing a 90 second Ramones style song. So songs in this genre is not so much something that, you know, you typically consider to be, um, for want of a better word, rushed.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, the essence of it was made in that day, but after sitting on it and then bringing it to my friend, slash producer Sergio Mesa, he kind of just brought it to life even more. Even though we kept the skeleton of the song, we really only needed to add like keys onto it. And I think the keys are what really make it sound like it's more than just a five minute track or not track five minute rush song. Because if you take away the keys and the the uh, harmonies, you hear how that could have been made in like a span of like an hour or so. so. <laughs>
0: Now, um, the Turtle Blues project is led by you and uh, that's led me sort of to my next question. How often are you using collaborators either to write the songs or for the recording process in the last few years?
1: So anything you hear with Turtle Blues is just me and Sergio. And most of the time we don't have anyone else join in. My first single I did have a friend play bass, but... Everything else has been Sergio and I, he's just, I've got, I hit the jackpot of meeting musician friends because, you know, I'll play guitar, I'll sing and I'll write, but he could play bass, he could play uh, bear drums, he can add anything to it to, you know, make it sound like, a f- like it's more than just two people. Luckily with the next project that's coming out, we did get a professional drummer, so those songs are going to sound even more full but turtle blues has evolved from just being me whereas now i say turtle blues is sergio and i because my music wouldn't sound nearly as good without him
0: <laughs> now i had a little bit of a look around turtle blues is the title of a um, big brother in the holding company song is that is that a, a major point of inspiration for you
1: Kind of, Yeah, I never really reached out to be a Janice because I think I'm a, I don't, I don't think my vocals can do that. I'm kind of a, a more, I'm a quieter person, not saying that Janice, but you know, she's a force and I always wanted, it's kind of like the alter ego in Moondrip where I've always kind of wanted to be this like rock star girl, but I'm just kind of this folky, sad singer, which I, I'm good with. I've sat into it already and that's how I've been making my music. But yeah, I think Janice and other artists like Stevie Nicks and Christy uh Cheryl Crow, you know, all those greats kind of led me to becoming who I am as an artist. And I just like <laughs> to date myself with the popular, Probably first meme. I like turtles, so... (laughs) Uh (laughs) This worked out really well. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: helps as well. When you were talking about writing something in a really short period of time, I'm sort of reading between the lines here, so I might be wrong, but it feels a little bit reactionary. Is it fair to say that perhaps... The Find Me Again album EP from last year, you you sat on and juiced over a little bit more than maybe you would have wanted to.
1: Find Me Again, luckily that one, there were songs that I had been working on for about maybe a year by the time we got to record them. But there were also songs on that, that EP that I finished writing the day we recorded them. So for example, the song Little Blue, That was probably the newest one in that whole EP and I didn't finish writing that chorus until right before we pressed record. And there's other songs like uh, Stuck Inside Your Head that I wrote almost a whole year before recording that that's just one of those songs that just came out all together, whereas others had to be pieced together, they became Frankenstein versions of songs that I was like, okay, this one's not working, let me steal that from here. make it together so i didn't have to sit on find me again as much as i've had to sit on this project that i'm working on now but i've learned that that's probably the best thing that can happen for your project if you let it marinate a little bit so i'm not complaining
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely now you've spoken a lot about this new project i mean is it still under the turtle blues moniker or You know, what what sort of the direction? I mean, I know you probably don't want to spoil it all right away, but give us a little bit of a tease, perhaps.
1: Okay, so uh, Moondrip is one of the songs that's going to be on it. It started off as a seven-song EP, and having to push it a little bit, I decided to add a couple more songs and try to make it an album instead of an EP. We have time, might as well do it. And I had extra songs, so I just need to record the other two. So far, it looks like there's going to be nine tracks on it, and it should be released in the um, sorry, September. So tentative date right now is 9-9. Nine, nine. And um, yeah, we actually have another single coming out on 7-7. Seven, seven, so that's something to look forward to also on, on the final project. But yeah, it's just a whole cluster of music I've been working on the last year. It should be fun to listen to, I hope.
0: Is it reasonable to suggest that maybe the new project is sort of a reaction of the times? I mean, everybody's changed their process, changed their interests, changed what they do in the last year. Um, You know, uh, musicians typically haven't had a lot more of an opportunity to go out and play live. So maybe that's persuaded their genre decisions for their new record um they're getting into different music because they're sitting at home listening to music rather than going out to consume it how can we reasonably say that maybe the you know no one wants to hear anymore about coronavirus i know that but it's reasonable to say that your behavior has changed in the last year and that might have impacted on the way that this ep goes about is that fair
1: yeah very fair to say it's you know When We don't like to think about it, but it was a a fairly rough year for everyone, just everything in the news and just any personal things that happened. I know for me personally, within that quarantine time, I went through a breakup and then eventually later in the quarantine, I started a new relationship. So you're definitely going to hear stuff like that. In this new project, it's like, wait, are you sad or are you happy? <laughs> Which is, <it? laughs> but, yeah, definitely. You know, it's hard. I know if there are any songs that kind of explain it, it's the sadness. It's just uh, my day job is a teacher, so I had to work online a lot, and just if there's any sadness, it's just from oh my gosh, I wish I could help these kids more, you know. So if there's any songs that feel like helpless, it's because of that, <laughs> and definitely. I would say 2020 shaped a lot of us in a way we never expected.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. The other like, interesting tidbit from what you just said there, and uh, forgive my ignorance on this topic, but um, maybe I'm a little older than you, but um, back in my day, EPs were only four songs. This is the second occasion that you've named something an EP that I think could reasonably cons- be considered a short album. What does the difference mean to you?
1: that's okay i thought that's something i'm still kind of confused on because i i just say i'm just putting out a project you know but i've had people tell me okay it's not an album unless it's a certain amount of time yeah well it's minutes so my last one it didn't it didn't reach enough time to be considered an album in minutes so i thought okay so it's an ep Um, it's longer than just like a little single, you know? So I don't know. To be honest, I'm still kind of confused about that too. I'm probably throwing the terms around incorrectly, but in my idea, the next project, if it's a certain amount of time, I'm calling it an album.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's totally subjective art. You're very free to do whatever you so desire. But I was just interested because I was looking at the track listing, listening to it, and I was like, it's sort of in that middle ground. I get it. Like, I understand. And it's it, that's okay. Now, tell me, um, Party Mermaid Records, who I have a existing relationship. I've had a bunch of the artists on this show before, doing an incredible job over there in Los Angeles. Uh, how did you connect up with them uh, for your sort of label?
1: It's amazing. Actually, Jules does say hello.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hello back. Uh, I
1: got lucky enough that I had a friend who liked my music and knew of the label I don't know how he found them because they were brand new and he found them and he said hey that you might be interested in this artist she just started this her first big project and they loved it and reached out to me saying yes we you know we'd like to talk to you more about possibly signing you and yeah just kind of we just as soon as we started talking there was just this instant connection that you can that it was just undeniable. I had actually been contacted by another label before they did. And I was so unsure with that one. I was like, do I really wanna be part of a label? Do I need it, you know? But then as soon as I started talking to the girls from Party Mermaid, it was just undeniable that it was something that was meant to come together. And I I feel very lucky because, you know, they uplift me, they help me out, they give me advice. And that's the most I could have ever asked for as a new artist
0: absolutely it gives you the opportunity to meet a bunch of collaborators as well which is such an important thing when you're um starting out you know i know we've said not solo but essentially solo it's so important right
1: right especially since we might be having live performances soon i don't have a band but you know they know so many people that could fill in for me for some of the songs and music so,
0: so, yeah, shout out to Jules and the Rollers, who, of course, were on the show. Um, God, I've, I've lost any track of time. I think maybe six months ago or something. None, nonetheless, Bianca, it's been a joy to have you on the show. To close out, i like to ask a little bit of a novelty question. If we were staring down the barrel of December 21 this year and your new AP has just come out, somebody a guest mystery artist has asked to take you on the road with you as support, who would that be?
1: Oh man. Um, I'm going to have to go with Neil Young. (laughs) (laughs) Dream big. I'm going to dream big. Neil Young, because you know, his mellow music and just the way he writes is such a big inspiration that I think, Hey, just let me carry your guitar for you while you're on tour. I don't even need to play. Just let me listen, take notes. That's all I need. (laughs) <laughs> and I feel
0: young. that's so good and um i actually get a good sense that um neil young will be touring again toward the end of the year he's definitely not going to be taking any days off it's not in his uh thing is it he just no. keeps touring
1: i still haven't seen him live so i'm gonna have to jump on that this time
0: <laughs> if i was interested in turtle blues where would i go to find out more about your music
1: well you could definitely start at the party mermaid Website. They have all my links there to my Bandcamp, to my Spotify, and yeah, that's usually where all the updates will come up, and you'll be able to navigate through there. You could read my intro in there. You could see where I came from and see what I'm all about. So, I'd start at partymermaidrecords.com.
0: <laughs> that's so good, Bianca. Thank you so much for joining me today to take us out. We are going to play. Moondrip. Would you like to give me a little bit of an introduction to take us out please?
1: All right so this track is called Moondrip. It's going to be the first track off the upcoming project that will be coming out in September. Um, it's very different from the typical Turtle Blue sound but it should give you an idea of what's coming next so I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for having me. You're actually my first official interview so <laughs> Hope I nailed
0: it. You were perfect, Bianca. I just realized that I wasn't perfect. I'll just have to slice.